Proofs Mango Wit. Army Van Buren, big uh, trance artist. Fried chicken. and eats the podcast i am old head ed aka ed energy aka ed energia drinking a cerveza fria for my spanish-speaking people uh we're back at it another week uh another episode thank you for uh, tuning in another week like always um before we get into my guest and who he is and his story before he tells his story um i want to segue into a real quick promo um, it's, uh, it's actually Storytellers number 9. It's uh, Button Poetry and Ring the Bell presents Storytellers 9. It's an intimate night of spoken word poetry hosted by Quick the Poet featuring acts as far as uh, this. Actually, this one has um, got three. I always have dope poets, but two out of the three I've heard before and I, I could vouch that they're, they're, they're talented. They're dope. Uh, Asia Samson is one of them. Uh, my man Blues is another, and Carlos Robson. Uh, this is happening at the Main Street Players uh, Theater, which is located right in the heart of uh, Miami Lakes and Main Street. And the address is 6766 Main Street, Hialeah, but it's Miami Lakes. If you're, you know, for my listeners that are in the Miami area, you guys are familiar with the area, make sure you get on that. It's October 26th, so you got plenty of time to get your tickets, but get them now. Uh, they do sell out. You can find the tickets on Eventbrite. So that is Button Poetry and Ring the Bell. Shouts to you, Mike Pavlov. Uh, and they present Storytellers number nine. Uh, make sure you check it out. If you support the spoken word, um, if you're into poetry, it's dope. If you've never been, it's a great experience. It's a small, intimate venue. So you get to you know, really take in the, uh, the event and, um, and you get to meet the people afterwards. You get to actually interact with them and, and tell them how well they did and whatnot. So with that, let me get into introducing my guest this week. My guest is is uh, <laughs> is actually um, uh, I don't know if you forecasted this, but it was bound to happen. Um, we got peoples everywhere, and uh, today I'm proud to say that I have a, a real live weatherman in the house with me. None other than uh, Alex Cordero. Um, We'll get into where you've been and where you're going, but yeah. So we got a we got a real life weatherman in the house, people. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be forecasting stuff. We're gonna we're gonna break down um, a little bit as to what it takes to sit there in front of a camera and speak to a, an endless amount of people, all viewing, and and what that experience is like. So with that, again, Alex Cordero, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, Lovely. Yeah, honestly, you know, I'm on TV, but this is there's a lot of pressure here. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, what I always do, and I always mention to my guests, is like there's only like five people that listen. Mm-hmm. Listen, so that should take the pressure off. <laughs> um, you, you'll do just fine. Trust me. If you could talk, and if you have an opinion on beer, music, and food, you're perfect for this podcast. Good, good. I'm sure you have an opinion on each one. Yes, yes, I do. There you go. <laughs> and, and you're you're, elig- you're eligible to drink. You're over 21, so you'll be able to sample the beer and give us your opinion and that pretty much 
is the nuts and bolts of what's going on Perfect. here. But before that, um, so you're you're a meteorologist. Yes. Meteorologist is the term. Um, it's the person, male or female, that you see that uh, comes in between news stories and right before the traffic. Yeah. And kind of breaks down what's going on in that area, mm -hmm. right? Okay. That's right. What got you into meteorology? I, I don't know. Fascination with bad weather. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. You know, growing up as a little kid okay. in uh, Connecticut, seeing snow and getting class canceled. I think a lot of kids like that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, snow's here. So we're no longer going to have class, but I always wanted it to be bad. Um, I always yeah. wanted the harsh weather. Okay. Even though, you know, as a kid, I was scared of it. Don't get me wrong. And uh, around the time uh, I was maybe eight or nine, barricaded at a grandmother's house for uh, Hurricane Irene. Okay. And for some strange reason, I was in love with how it felt to be inside with such a bad storm and yeah. ever since then I became utterly obsessed so uh, being in South Florida you get a lot of those and I, it just left a mark each and every one so okay okay mm -hmm. everyone left something to remember by you were impressed by with what was going on just on the other side of this yeah this uh, this uh, structure you were res mm -hmm. residing in and all the stuff that went out there um, <clears throat> so at that point you felt okay well I really like this weather thing yes and then uh, you continued on, and then at what point did you decide, I'm going to pursue weather as a major study? Well, I, I think just when I realized the obsession kept going. Okay. It, it kept going through a grade school, you know, when we've had, again, more of those hurricanes keep hitting. Mm -hmm. Be glued to the TV constantly. Yeah. You know, I would be at the Boys and Girls Club after school and over the summer, and they would call me the resident weatherman because <laughs> I was always telling everyone what was going on with the hurricanes, even though <laughs> they really didn't care. They didn't yeah, care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Alex, just make sure you don't get in trouble. I'm like, okay, just leave me in this room watching the TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, when I realized that it, it requires a lot of math and science, and those were the subjects I happened to be good at, it was a little more encouraging. Okay. And you know, the weather keeps changing, so it's always something cool to talk about. Nice. Got a lot of funny little experiences. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, that one. Let's start with that one. I was gonna say okay. let's talk about experiences, and it seems like one came to mind right uh, there. There, so. Uh -oh, okay, this might bring shame, but you know, this was when I was younger. Okay, younger. so you know, I, I uh, ease. You know what? You know, you get things can leave an impression and kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was seventh grade. All right. Seventh grade, summer of seventh. At that point, you're about twelve years old, eleven. Yeah. 11, 12, mm -hmm. okay. And I'm walking my little brother home with, from school. Okay. He's about five or six at the time, and it's thunderstorm. Like it's the first or second week. Of uh, school, yeah, you okay. know, there's thunderstorms in and out. It's not raining on us, mm -hmm. but there's a really dark cloud, right? yeah. And so, as we're walking home, um, I look toward the uh, ominous, this ominous um, kind of background next to my old school. There was the cemetery right off of uh, 72nd next to Driftwood, if you're familiar with Broward. Uh, and there's that little cemetery right off of 72nd there. Okay. Avenue, and um, right over it, dark cloud. <laughs> not making this up, dark, dark cloud. And I've always looked because I wanted to see a tornado, and out comes this rope-like spin, and there's a funnel. Really? There's a funnel. Wow. And first thing I do, instead of run, <laughs> is, I, is I call my mom. And I'm like, Mom, I think there's a funnel cloud above the uh, cemetery. Um, and she's like, get out of there. <laughs> you know, get yeah. out of there. And I'm like, I will, I will. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. There was no picture phones at the time. Okay. I mean, they, so you know, but there wasn't smartphones to, you know, Capture the, the exactly. moment. Exactly. Yeah. So as I was walking away, I just kept an eye on it. Thankfully, it didn't do anything. But okay. you know, it's just a funny experience because I probably uh, 
freaked out my mother when I was excited about the possibility. Yeah, that's, that wasn't a typical reaction, I imagine, for her to hear yeah. her son at 11, 12 years old to be excited mm-hmm. about a, 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 an occurrence that yeah. could cause, could wreck damage, yeah. or cause damage or create an issue in the area. And you were able to tell that that was a funnel cloud due to years of watching. Yeah, the, that, and it was spinning. You know, you could tell the thing was just wanting to come down and, you know, I had, you know, uh, books <laughs> that I would constantly read over and over okay. again. So you know what okay. they looked like. But yeah. uh, there was, uh, you know, when I was young and foolish, I wanted the, the bad weather to hit, not knowing, mm-hmm. obviously, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm, but what everything, everything that comes with a storm or weather exactly. of that severity, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And you know, future hurricanes down the line would definitely teach me the lesson that you know those aren't fun. And being in the professional career, which I'm sure we'll get to, yeah, uh, work in those storms, it definitely makes you humble, makes you realize, you know, like these are a lot worse than you know. When you're a kid, you're kind of shielded from the bad stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Apparently. There's a sense of uh, invincibility because you don't have. You really haven't dealt with anything that kind of puts you in a place. Well, typically you don't. Most kids don't. Some kids do. But mm-hmm. you haven't found yourself in a place where you're uh, firsthand knowing that there's uh, a serious consequence that comes yeah. with it. So you're just admiring what, you, mm-hmm. what you've come to grow yeah. up loving. I want my followers to know I don't want bad weather to happen now. But if, they, if bad weather's happening, no, I'll be on it. So. Yeah. I want my <laughs> followers to know that you could follow him and he'll tell you where to follow him later. <laughs> yeah. So you could become his followers. Okay. So... Uh, so an early experience where you started seeing things as well as seeing watching things on TV and learning about it in that shape You actually got to experience in real life certain um, instances and situations that also help propel your um, Your uh, your interest in it. Yeah, okay, so um, You went to you went to FSU? Yeah, FSU. FSU alumni. Mm-hmm. Proud um, alum of the school. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Go Knowles. Yeah. And, um, and while there, you decided to, you know, make it your thing to go, you know, keep with the science and the math and apply it to meteorology. That's right. How was that experience like? It was, it was cool. You know, when I, when, I, when I went to FSU, I still didn't know what I wanted to do with meteorology. I just know I wanted to work with weather. <laughs> okay. As loud and obnoxious as I have been most of my life, very talkative, um, you know, I was shy in a way. When like it came to that. Audiences or being on TV kind of yes. frightened me. But I needed courses to be done at FSU when one of them was taught by a professor who kind of just allowed us to practice on a green screen, makeshift green screen in a basement at the uh, the, the science building pretty okay. much. And we're down there and we're practicing. And alum each and every year come in from all over the country, big name TV meteorologists come in okay. um, and they, they just talk to us and they, they critique us. Okay. And one from uh, New York. Am I allowed to put, put her name out there? Yeah, go ahead, man. Janice yeah. Huff from NBC New York. Janice right? Huff. Yeah, Shouts to the, you, Janice. She's the chief meteorologist up there. She, she looked at my first demo reel tape, which was just made of hoodie and jeans, talking about the weather. And, and one of my role models, who was a student before me, had his tape done before me. And I did mine afterward. Yeah. And she said, you know, you're new, but you got more swagger than him. You should do something in TV because you got the personality. Really? And that wasn't the only thing, but that definitely helped encourage me. Having yeah. such a big name saying, that you, was... you may be bad now, but you can really do good if you stick with this. So. Yeah. And this is coming from, well, this is, this is considering that you weren't even 
one of the things that your your goals when it comes to when it came to weather wasn't even get in front of a camera yeah. and and, and I mean, talk. It was an option, but it was never a primary. I just yeah. wanted to do something, figure out what I was going to do at FSU. I yeah. knew it was about weather. There was never a doubt in my mind about that. But okay. still, there was. Oh, will it be TV or will it be something else? You know. But okay. I always knew FSU was big with meteorology. But nice. you know, on the surface, it's you know, it seems like it's about TV, but in reality, that school, that's all research. And, right. Okay. You know, I have a few close friends who are going for the PhDs and masters, something that, you know, I, I like to believe I'm good in meteorology, but these guys will be 10 times smarter than me. Yeah, well, that's what that school's known done. for. Okay. okay. The TV is, uh, the TV weather program okay. is pretty good so, as well. So you got, so you got, you got kind of like an encouraging review mm -hmm. from someone who was already doing it at the time. Yeah. And then that kind of propelled your interest even more as far as getting in front of a camera. Yeah. Okay. And of course, uh, was able to actually meet, a. Uh, a meteorologist that I w grew up watching sometimes as a child, uh, Julie over in uh, ABC Miami. Okay, so, Julie Derda, shouts to you, Julie. Uh, and you know, I saw, I saw, well, she allowed me to tour the station once too. So together, okay. those two experiences I think really kind of helped. Like, oh, you can do this. And and, yeah, yeah, you know, and mm, these are just two everyday people, you know, big time names in their markets, kind yeah. of encouraging. Uh, Someone who is still a little unsure, and I think that definitely helped a little bit. So nice, nice. And then you got you got the, uh, you got to experience the ABC Channel Ten studio mm -hmm. uh, here in South Florida, and uh, you kind of went a little behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, what what was the one thing? Was there one thing that stuck out to you about that experience of being inside of a real functioning? It was daunting. It was uh, <clears throat> intimidating. So much okay going on. You know, before I started working in the biz, like for real, like I saw, I've seen the control rooms, you know, you might see them on TV, though. They are as complex as they look like in real life. You know, okay. you got dozens of enormous monitors with dozens of screens and thousands of buttons. There's that, that much going on These there. smart people have to know when to press <clears throat> or else bad things will happen. And yeah. It's the news business. Their mistakes will be made. Okay. So, you know. I think we see them too once in a while. Like, it'll, it'll be like the film that pops up or the, the video footage that they show has nothing to do with the mm -hmm. with what the, either the anchor's talking about or yeah. the co-anchor is or the, the the ticker at the bottom doesn't match the story. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of moving parts and you have to be you have to be about your business when you're inside the control room. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it was eye-opening and really cool because... Uh, I, I can't really explain it unless unless you've seen it too, but it's uh, there are different sections. They got you know. I'm not trying to dive into the anatomy of a news department. We'll no, but forever, yeah, we'll, but, we'll do we'll do know. the Cliff Notes version. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So you got a big sales department where the salespeople work. You got the newsroom where either there are cubicles or desks where dozens of people are busy, or sometimes no one's there at all because okay. everyone's out in the field doing what they got to do. All right. And then the weather person's got their own little private office, and uh, that was pretty cool. So. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So that kind of set the that set the tone and made you a little more familiar with how things run <clears throat> inside of an actual studio. Yeah. And um, so let's fast forward a bit. A uh, couple years in FSU, uh, you graduate, become an alumni. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're pretty much a meteorologist at that point, right? Yes. Once that, you get the degree, you, you, you bachelor's degree. Yeah, you're you're a degreed scientist, and okay. you know it's still kind of. A little weird to think of myself as that, but that's what you are. You've gone through the same rigorous coursework. That's the thing I like about FSU. There are some universities that have different routes, and that's not to say their routes are any lesser, but I respect FSUs more because of the fact that uh, you take the same routes that the research meteorologists who don't go into TV have to take, at least for undergrad studies. Yeah. So you're learning some stuff that you will never put out there in the real world yeah. for viewers 
like the random and average Joe because uh, they're not going to understand. They're not going to understand, yeah. There's a problem with math turns from, you know, you, you love math when it's got numbers and then some of us started to get confused. Why, why are the letters all of a sudden? Yeah. You, know, you got the algebra. <laughs> it became a problem when there were no more numbers. It was all letters and Greek letters and I was, yeah. even, even for a math lover like me, that was like, okay, this that was is quite a bit. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it all plays into, I, I imagine mm -hmm. it all plays into you being able to read what's going on. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Over areas, over water masses, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a real quick version of how math how can you connect the two? Man. All right, well, let's just say there are a lot of equations that take forever to differentiate. Again, you got dozens of variables, and um, let's just say that the computer models that we keep talking about on TV, you may mm -hmm. hear us mention them, yeah. the, they use those equations because the atmosphere is very fluid. You have to put every single, not every single one, but a lot of these equations into these computer models. Okay. You plug in variables, like just different atmospheric values, yeah. and then they do the work, and that's pretty much how they can track hurricanes because it's following all the rules of science and physics that we know to be mm -hmm. true. All right. And it's using that and saying, okay, well, what if we change one variable here? Will the hurricane move in this direction or will it move in another direction? Uh, and each model operates in a different way, which is why we use multiple ones. Um, I'll tell you right now, when you're on TV, you don't do the equations. You just look at the models because the models do the equations for you. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so, do, all, you do all the legwork beforehand and, yeah. and then make sure that you're able to convey the information the models are showing you mm -hmm. and then explain it to us the laymen who are you know we want to we're concerned with the weather <laughs> yeah. we want to be protected we want to be aware mm -hmm. but we also want to understand so that's that's a, a capability that you're able to do is okay let's this is, i'm gonna break it down for y'all mm -hmm. this is what happens at this point yeah if the teacher says you know if, if you ask the teacher um will i ever use this in real life technically you will but, you know, the advanced stuff, you just have to make it very simple for everyone to understand. Yeah. So, there's yeah. a challenge to that, but that's why it's fun. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so now we're, we're touching on hurricanes a little more now. Um, so you, you're into... Okay. So, well, before we get into hurricanes, so now you're, you're graduating. Mm -hmm. um, that very next summer, you're, uh, you're interning. Yeah. At... The is it WTXL, right? Yeah, it was w the ABC affiliate up there in Tallahassee. Up there in Tallahassee, mm -hmm. okay. So you're interning there, just waiting for your chance, your opportunity to get in there and, mm -hmm. and talk weather. Yeah. Um, your very first moment that you got to talk weather, what was that like? Um, so as an intern or as an actual employee for that station? Let's go. Let's go intern. Okay. Well, you know, I uh, thank goodness I had um, uh, again one of my one of my old classmates who was a meteorologist there, like an employee at the time. Okay. You know, on his spare time, he would have me practice in front of the green screen. And uh, at the time, I think there was like a hurricane hitting North Carolina, believe it or not. So wow. it was fun because I got to talk about what I enjoyed and wasn't on air, but it was practicing using different equipment, using a different computer system that I had no idea what, what was going on there yeah. in a studio that just felt different. So I felt rusty, even though in reality it's been the same thing I've always done. But yeah. a different environment definitely changes things up. Okay. It's, yeah. So it wasn't live, but it was it was fun. Okay. Um, and that, that's obviously as an intern where there's not a lot of pressure. Yeah, because they're not expecting that from you. <laughs> yeah. That much they, from you. You're there just to help out and learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then now, fast forward to the, your first time where you're actually as a, an employee, as an employee of WTXL, and having your time in front of the camera. Oh, it's it was it was it was definitely different because I realized aside from the uh, student-run program that FSU had, where mm -hmm. we'd have maybe a few viewers from time to time, it was a FSU program, and not a lot of people watch the 
the FDFSU shows. They got yeah. you know regular cable, but um, when you realize that you're part of a network affiliate, it was ABC. It's not worldwide ABC, but it's ABC. Yeah, everyone's got ABC. <laughs> so people are watching. That's one of the one of the three or four options that most people in any area mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even though I wasn't on the mornings or on the evenings, like my chief or the morning meteorologist there, I was doing weekends at the time. Let me tell you, um, what happens on Saturday nights? College football. Oh, and okay. a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't change the channel after the primetime college football game is over. It uh-huh. goes right into the ABC News. Okay. They're watching. And even though, you know, I'm brand new, <laughs> yeah. people are watching. Yeah. They, you know, they, they might not be paying full attention because they might be over the hype from a football game. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm telling you. Uh, or riding the wave of a buzz. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll notice. They'll definitely look up at the screen and yeah. be like, yeah. I've gotten a lot of messages and phone calls from people who recognize me. Wait, you're working for them now? And I was like, yeah. How did I do? Yeah. Like, I didn't hear you was at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> but we saw you on TV. I was like, oh, cool. Well, uh, no, next time, no. let me know. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So <clears throat> so that was, your, that was your first time on live air. I think that was, if I remember correctly, I, I remember watching it. And I was at a bar. And I think there was a uh, there was a college game that night. I don't know if it was Florida State. Maybe I don't know if it was Florida State. Maybe because we were good back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a college game that night. And you just described the scenario. We we're sitting there at the bar and um, watching the game. And it happened to be on channel or uh, on ABC, uh, which was channel twenty seven up there, right? Yeah, twenty seven. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're sitting there, you know, just having a couple beers, you know, talking, to, just talking to the people that are there alongside with us and. And right as we were coming back from commercial going into the game, you popped up. Of course, it was inaudible because, like you said, I don't even know if they had subtitles on the screen or not, but it was like your image and you were saying something. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I know that guy. Yeah, Uh, bar owners, they make sure they play the music as soon as the football goes to commercial. Yeah. (laughs) We hear those car ads. We hear it all the time. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, um... So now fast forward, so now you're doing it on the weekend mm-hmm. and, and just kind of, you know, cutting your teeth on that, getting used to the, getting used to being in front of the camera and, and doing it. Um, at what point did you become a uh, full-time or, or when did that shit go from, let's say, what weekend to you went to mornings? Mm-hmm. So how did that, how did that go from weekends to mornings? Um, well, uh, or how's the experience? Better yet, how's the experience of doing something on the weekend or in the evening and then all of a sudden now it's like... You have to be here every morning, certain yeah. hour. Well, you know, it was full time, so three days of the week I was doing reporting, which you know, a lot of entry level positions are like that. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, reporting is not my forte. Okay. If I got to report out out in the field for the weather, I can do it. Hard news, murder stories. Ugh, that's <laughs> that. There's a reason reporters who are focused on that can do such a better job because yeah. that's their passion. But okay. um, switching to waking up at 2 a.m. every day. Every month, every weekday, anyway, for yeah. uh, three straight years, it, it's wow. different because you lose, <laughs> you get your weekends back, but you lose your evenings, or or you can keep your evenings, but you forget what sleep is like. And I'm not gonna lie, you know, I feel like I uh, might have aged a lot more than I feel like I did just because <laughs> I was I was literally averaging four hours of sleep because I wanted to have a social life still. You yeah, know? yeah. In, in Tallahassee, which was a college town, I still wanted to, you know, not be reckless, but still have fun from time to time and. Obviously, you can't do much on weekdays, but when you're yeah. trying to have fun on a weekend, like a Saturday night, and for yeah. Sunday to go to sleep when the sun is still out, that's weird. Yeah. Even with blackout shades. I've blackout shades for years. 
still could not go to sleep until eight or nine most nights. Damn. And then I'd have to wake up at one or two, so. Wow. Not gonna complain because I love the job, but you, you, you it's recognize that, how valuable sleep is. Yeah, and it takes mm-hmm. getting used to definitely. I, I could imagine. So if that becomes a thing, so even after three years, you still you think you're you've adjusted to it, or is it still the, it feels the same. <sighs> Man, it all depends. Okay. Uh, when the weather's boring, when there's not a lot going on, it can feel like a you know, it can be a drain. Okay. But when you know bad weather's showing up, yeah, I can run off one hour of sleep. But when that bad weather's gone. Don't expect me to answer the phone. <laughs> Don't expect me to answer the phone. It's probably not going to okay. happen. And I'm sure I'm, I, I could only imagine that right now, since we're talking about weather and reporting the weather, you said you said um, you know going out in the field was not an issue with you as long as it was weather related. Uh, I'm sure my listeners want to know um, what's your experience. What was your experiences like being out in the field in, during one of these storms? Did you were, were you out in one of the storms? Yeah. What's that like? I know a lot of times we see people on TV like, what are they doing out there? Oh, you know, why are you there? And like, all this wind is blowing yeah. them away. Like, you know, so how, how's that? Well, to, to get right off the bat, you know, we don't do it just because we're thrill seekers, even though many meteorologists will tell you they like the weather they report in, even okay. if it's harsh, you know, they don't want the bad impacts to happen, but yeah. it fascinates them. So they okay. want to be out in the elements, they'll be safe, you know, we're responsible, but um, I have two like noteworthy experiences. The first one was being in a hurricane, not in the eye of a hurricane, because as many people, even like the big time meteorologists, I won't name any names, but even the big time meteorologists won't be out there when the worst of the storm is out there. Okay. They know. But yeah. um, Matthew was a big name storm. Uh, Florida had gone off a streak for over a decade where Florida was just avoiding all the hurricanes. I'm mm. sure you remember. They yeah. kept dodging us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, this one wants to ride up the coast of Florida. And it was, you know, expected to hit Miami and Fort Lauderdale, but it avoided. It so it was just yeah. a rainy night. Mm-hmm. But that thing came up Cape Canaveral toward Jacksonville. And I'm in Tallahassee, and I was sent to Jacksonville. Wow. So beautiful weather in Tallahassee. Drive two hours to the east in Jacksonville. Um, the biggest, it's, I think it's the biggest city in the state. Um, I think. I don't, I don't, don't quote me on this. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, in terms of just sheer size, it's enormous. Yeah. It's a ghost town. Because wow. people in Jacksonville, they don't get hurricanes like Miami does. Like, you know, for a lot of this is not an occurrence. This is yeah. something brand new for them, and they have no other choice but to heed the warnings. They evacuated, and a lot of them did. Obviously, the city wasn't entirely empty, but going on the intracoastal, yeah. when the wind is blowing, you know, not when the strongest um, winds are out there. But, yeah. you know, we were trying to get to the beach before they closed. Okay. I'm out there in a tropical storm force wind. I open the, we had a live truck. I open the door. That thing almost flings <laughs> like 180 degrees to the other side because. The tropical wow. storm winds, and have you ever seen storm surge? You hear about it, right? Yeah, I hear all the time, see images. But. Mm-hmm. We got to as close as we could without getting to the beach, and I could see the waves off in the distance, maybe six to eight feet high wow. coming on shore. And how far did that water come? Um, it reached the dunes, which were about that height, and thank goodness, I mean, it, it, it flooded a good inland section of Jacksonville and Neptune Beach, uh, if you're familiar in the North Florida area with that. Um, but uh, it wasn't major flooding. I mean, it was significant, but yeah. it wasn't damaging to the point where there was uh, a, a catastrophe. But okay. Jacksonville dealt with uh, a heavy blow there. Wow. And, um, but yeah, the dunes washed away. Taller than me. So just that goes to show you when they say storm surge, you get away from the beach. Get away from the beach. Wow. Wow. So it was you and one other, I guess your cameraman? Uh, Does that that give us a little behind the scenes? Like how uh, that happens? The the chief photog, uh, she was great. She kind of taught me everything I knew about holding a camera and operating a camera. And uh, it was a sudden change. Uh, They sent her out there and she was like, all right, let's make the most of this. And we went out there and... uh, 
Bridget's her name. Uh, I thank her for uh, for maintaining such a steady presence because I was steady too. But like, yeah. you can't do you can't be in a hurricane by yourself. No, for you know? sure. And when the worst came, we were inside. Um, as a matter of fact, we went to downtown Jacksonville, and uh, we were at one of the pavilions, actually at the uh, at the uh, Jacksonville landing. As a matter of fact, so where the boats come nearby, um, the river up to our knees when we walked down toward wow. walk down over the. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it a pier, but it was pretty much a little area that overlooked the water. And okay, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> different. I've always been inside because you know I was told to stay inside during yeah. hurricanes, and that one was. Uh, Wow. Uh, one of my favorite experiences. We stayed safe. Uh, we covered the aftermath. and uh, Okay. It was it was amazing to see before, during, and after. Like, it nice. opens your eyes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a little perspective, a little more perspective. Yeah. Because up until that point, it was either on TV or on paper or what mm-hmm. you had read. And now you were actually... You dropped yourself inside of the midst of this, yeah. So that you could put that—that's your repertoire, like of things you've witnessed besides that funnel cloud over the cemetery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because when it came to funnels, you, you know, again, like I said, when I was a child, you know, I was like, oh, I want that thing to form. But you know, working, you know, honestly, months later—not even like three months later—we had legit tornadoes touch down in South Georgia, and that I think changed my life because wow. it didn't hit Tallahassee where I lived in, but I went to see the damage firsthand. Every hurricane I've been through, nothing compared to what I saw. At wow. Just like a few mobile home parks, devastated. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, and this is this is all area you covered under yeah. the because mm-hmm. uh, it's not just Tallahassee where you guys reported. Yeah. You went into mm-hmm. South Georgia. Yeah. You, you, it, it, markets work depending. It all depends on where you live. You know the Miami market. Since there's so many people populated in one area, it's mm-hmm. three counties. You know, okay. It, yeah. Which includes mainly Broward and Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Tallahassee's market's not so populated. But it covers a bro- uh, more counties. It covers, okay. about, like, I forget the, the amount. It was over 25, 30. It okay. was a lot. Yeah. And so you got a lot of rural counties. And even though a lot of people don't live there, they yeah. deserve the coverage too. So I no, went definitely. to a small town of like 1,000 people. That's it. 1,000 wow. people. And wow. Tornado's bad. Bad, wow. bad, bad. Um, they don't frighten me, but there's definitely like a pit in my stomach whenever we get one of those warnings. It's yeah. different from a hurricane. Because you know when a hurricane's coming. And you can kind of expect a day where tornadoes will be an issue. Yeah. But tornadoes are always more sudden. You always okay. have to be on your toes more. Wow. So, wow. I've never seen one in person. You know, as a child, I was like, ooh, you know, uh, I want to see one. If yeah. I'm ever out in the fields in the Great Plains and it's not hurting anyone, sure. But, like, I don't want to see one of those. And, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's terrifying. So, so but we, yeah. I you're, could, you're choosing hurricanes over tornadoes, definitely. I don't if I had to choose between yeah, yeah. a lesser of two evils, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's understood. Great. So, um... So cool. We we discussed a little bit of everything. We we um we discussed your early early interests in the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of key events throughout your early childhood that that further propelled your your interest in it. All right. Uh, your curiosity. Um, we talked a little about a little bit about you going through school and kind of learning the ropes there and then applying it later. Yeah. Um, that's great. So. I think we've covered everything yeah. for this portion. You've st- you've told a good amount of story, and mm-hmm. I- I'm sure my listeners learned something they might have. Um, and uh, and I-, I think we should wrap it up there because there's a lot more we have to get to. Mm-hmm. But before we do, um, go ahead and tell everybody where they could find you. 
before they could follow you, <laughs> keep up with you, maybe you know, heed your advice if they, <laughs> where you know where you might be able to give them, you know, mm-hmm. some information as to what's going on in the south, the south southeastern region. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be able to talk sooner or later. <laughs> southeastern region or or even abroad, uh-huh. um, where uh, they can find you. Well, it's Alex Cordero WX Weather. Um, WX is just an acronym for weather. Um, okay, that's on Facebook, Twitter. And Instagram, also Snapchat, but I barely ever use that Snapchat. So okay. it'd be more, you know, I'm very active on that Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Those three, and you know, uh, at the moment, uh, you know, there's a transition going on okay. with where I'm going to be in my career. So, all right. Um, at this point, no affiliation with anything just yet, but I'm always going to post weather, no matter who I'm working for on those accounts. So excellent, uh, excellent. Mm-hmm. So you guys heard it there. Um, Alex Cordero WX WX yep. WX and uh, that's on all the different platforms Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, Twitter I imagine when there's something going on not just in your area but the surrounding areas you're real quick to yeah. put up some information mm-hmm. on Twitter where those people where people could come and, and find out what your uh, expertise is on whatever event is happening what occurrence is happening yeah excellent alright so we handle all the professional stuff we got that out the way from here on out, it's all fun. Here we go. We're gonna get into the brews. We're gonna get into the beats. All right. And we're definitely gonna talk eats. Brews, beats, and eats the podcast. Old head ed. I got Alex Cordero with me. Stay tuned. I'm feeling adventurous. Maybe I'll try something new about a logger or porter, pilsner, Belgian or stout. Brews, beats, and eats the podcast. Back at it again, old head Ed, Alex Cordero, my guest this week, and uh, we've reached the Bruce portion of the podcast. It's a very popular portion, portion where uh, where the guests get to sample a various or a variety of beers, and um, some which maybe they've had before, some which maybe they've not, and then they give me their uh, they give me their uh, their impression of the beer while I give them a couple different notes. Um, as far as the, the brewery, where it's made, and what type of beer and whatnot, and any other information I might have. So with that, we're going to get into it. Um, Alex, uh, like I said, four beers in front of you. You're going to start on your uh, your left, and we're going to go towards your right. Okay. That very first one, let's get into the first one. That very first beer is actually uh, comes courtesy of Conscious Kings. Uh, they're, they're the sponsor for this segment is Conscious Kings, uh, ConsciousKings.com. Uh, they have anything you need, reggae-inspired, they have it, whether it's clothing, uh, shirts, backpacks, um, swimwear, um, anything you could think of. Uh, make sure you check them out, ConsciousKings.com. You can follow them on Instagram at Conscious underscore Kings. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S underscore K-I-N-G-S. If you're down with the righteousness, get down with Conscious Kings. So with that... The first beer you're gonna have is brought to us by Conscious Kings, and it's from the uh, from the Red Stripe uh, company, and this is their Lemon Paradise. Lemon Paradise. Give that a swirl, and I'll uh, I'll fill people in with the rest of the details. It's uh, out of Jamaica, like Red Stripe is. Um, it's a fruit and field beer, and it clocks in at a 4.7% alcohol by volume. What do you think? Um, it kind of not 100%, but it kind of gives me a vibe like kind of like a cider. A little bit, not, okay. You know, not like a true cider, but I like it because I'm not a big fan of cider, so that's actually pretty. And that one is okay, nice, mm-hmm. nice. So yeah, it does have a. Um, I guess it's a fruit and field beer. It has cider resemblance, but it's mm-hmm. not a cider flavor. 
Yeah, I think that's what I was. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you like that one? You like that one? Yeah. Um, it's the first time I've had it. Uh, again, this beer is year round, but um, <laughs> you can only find it in Jamaica. Ah. So uh, you could find the regular red stripe here, the small round. It looked kind of like a barrel looking beer with the white <laughs> label, the red, the red wording across, or the red banner across it with there the white go. letters. Um, you'll find the regular, but as far as these fruit flavors or the, um, the different flavored ones, only in Jamaica. Uh, again, shouts to Conscious Kings for making it possible. Um, so Red Stripe, you're good with that one. That mm-hmm. one's pretty good. Um, usually, uh, after the first beer, I ask my um, guests um, what I like to call the EBMs. Okay. Uh, earliest beer memory. Earliest beer memory? Yes. Gosh, uh, like the first time like I, I, like I drank beer? Yeah, anything. The first, the first thing that comes to mind. Earliest beer memory. The first time, maybe the. Yeah, let's go with the first time you taste. I okay. Um, well, I'm probably Bud Light or like Yingling. Okay. Uh, something. One one of those uh, more mass produced beers, but. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Memory, I don't know. Uh, Casually drinking them, I guess. Okay. Hopefully that's not too boring. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you could, you could go college, maybe funnel something. I don't know if there was something along the lines of that. Oh, oh, oh wait, hold on. Okay, maybe not the earliest beer memory, but um, uh, fantasy football fan, right? Yes. You're, you're into fantasy football, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I, I want to, I want to get. I don't. I'm not gonna get the dates right. But there was one point in the league that you guys were competing, and the winner of the league got a was it like a there was something like a honor, uh, a decoration or some type of oh, with the okay. beers, wasn't yeah. it? Like mm-hmm. so, right. me and my close friends. Uh, I made that sound so horrible, but he's yeah. gonna he's gonna make sense of it, just like just like making sense of the the math and the science that takes to predict the weather. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make sense for all. Of a situation that I almost tried to describe, which I did horribly, but he's gonna break it down so everybody understands. Me and my friends were were a bunch of men of simple taste. All right, okay. so uh, simple, uh, simply the winner of the league, the loser, whoever had last place, had to construct a staff made of beer cans as high as as tall as the person who won. won. Okay. Right? So I never got last place, so I never had to construct it. Right. And you can choose whatever beer you want to, uh, you know, drink to make your staff. Okay. The, win- the winner doesn't really have to care as long as it's as tall as the winner. Um, I don't think it has to be in one sitting. Goodness, that's a little <laughs> crazy. Uh, I, but I, but these beers do have to be consumed by the loser. Yeah, the beers have to be consumed by the loser. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, again, I don't know. I don't think... Goodness, that would be a little crazy if they're all done in one night. Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> but then again, it's college life. You'd be surprised what what some college kids could accomplish in one night when it comes to beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and I wish I knew the dimensions of a can. Now, are we talking just regular size uh, cans, or you talking about like, tall boys? They can be tall boys or regular size, whatever. Uh, again, it's whatever floats your boat. Because again, in the end, it's it's kind of the same amount. About the liquid amount you know is I mean? the same. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to the fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, and uh, you know, just just to say, yeah, it was in a college town, but you know, like we were all we were all you know graduates at this point. This is yeah. just us, you know, doing silly things. And yeah. here's the thing: I won my fantasy league. Okay. Um, I'm still waiting for my staff. I'm not gonna call out any names. The 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 loser, um, and the loser's not shying away from it. I actually had a discussion with them. They were okay. just waiting, but 
The problem is we live in different towns. Ah. Kind of hard to mail stuff. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear so, you. So uh, there's an IOU place there, but it's a respectable okay. one. We know there's okay. no... I'm not scared <laughs> of drinking beer here, okay? That's it. It's, it's brews, beans, and eats. So. That's it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, and... That's that's pretty cool, man. That's uh, yeah. I, I think I think sometimes um, some of these leads get a little ridiculous with their punishments. <laughs> so that's oh. not bad. That's not bad. Oh well, the, that, that that's that's a simple punishment. There's sometimes uh, a little they get more, complex. Uh, yeah, we were trying to think of kind of like a, a, a an amount of punishments, and the worst one would go to like, or the second place would get choose their punishment first, and then the lowest place would have the last punishment. Ah, uh, okay. That never ended up coming to fruition. I, I know yeah. some people do stuff like that. Okay. We're, we're not that creative. Okay. So uh, normally it's it's just a fantasy league where um, there's a lot of uh, smack talking going around. And okay. let me just say, uh, I drafted Le'Veon Bell last year. He put up zero points because he was on the bench all year because, you know, he was holding out for his contract. Not yeah. going to judge him for that. Okay. But I held him in my team the entire time. I stuck with him because I drafted him first overall, and I still won the league. And a lot of people didn't because of that. But wow, that's impressive. It's these I don't know what it is, magic <laughs> drafting fingers. But <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll call it magic drafting fingers. And with that, that's beautiful. The next beer you're gonna try is the Magic Hat Brewing oh, number nine. Okay. Number nine. See, we make segues happen here at Brews Beats <laughs> that, and Eats. That was not planned, by no, the way. No, but it worked. The universe did this thing. So that's Magic Hat Brewing Company's number nine. They're out of Vermont. It's also a fruit and field beer. Um, that one clocks in at a 5.1% ABV. It's found year round. And um, and uh, what do you think? What do you think of that one? Number nine. I think I've had it before. Yeah. I, now I've had Magic Hat. Is that the orange can or? It's got it's the orange and red label. Kind yeah. of got like this right. hypnosis mm-hmm. thing with the number nine in the center. It's kind of got a citrus feel to it. Not as sweet as uh, uh, the Lemon Paradise. As the Lemon Paradise. Okay. No, but uh, still pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's too soon to say this. I am not a fan of IPAs. Okay. So no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll drink IPAs, but uh, I'm not the biggest fan of them. So I like the ales and you know the simpler. Okay, the lagers, and, the ales. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and, okay. I'm assuming this is one of those because well, I like it. Yeah. So that is that's kind of got a. Um, it's a fruit and field beer, but it's I'm sure it's got a, like it, actually, the way they brew it, it's not quite a pale ale, but it's pretty cro- close in the. Um, and what you'll notice as far as dry and crisp mm-hmm. and you know the refreshing feel but it's not a pale ale so it's 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 kind of like there's their it's like their secret concoction okay that's why they i guess they called it just the number nine so there's so there's eight other ones or at least i don't know eight yeah i wonder ones. if they just started at number nine or what happened i've been in the supermarket i've never seen the number one but maybe no. it's out there maybe no, maybe who knows it's possible we're gonna find out we're gonna get to the bottom of it magic hat <laughs> Telling you. The funny thing, you said IPA. Um, recently, it was a national IPA day, uh, mm-hmm. sometime uh, about a week ago, and um, and I, I learned something. And again, I don't make it. I don't make it a habit of of putting out too much information on this podcast because I like the fact that we don't always know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of opinion based, so you know, I don't get the hate mail. But oh, but hate mails. Hey, it's alright to get hate mail every now and then. Oh, it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen because somebody's gonna disagree strongly enough for me to tell me something. But until then, um, like I said, getting back to the part where we, we really don't spread a lot of knowledge here, but when it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently learned um, the meaning behind IPA, which we all know, or well, some of us know, and some of us don't. So if you don't know, IPA stands for Indian Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. That's an IPA. 
um, for those who do know and maybe don't know the fact that they got their name or they got that um, yeah they got that name because uh, a long time ago um, when they would ship beer they were trying to get beer over from England okay. to India okay and in order for the beer to make the trip through that weather and that distance without losing you know it's I guess the taste um, this potency or whatnot they decided to overload it with hops really so that's why they would they call it it's a pale ale they didn't mean India pale ale because it's going to India but they okay. loaded it with hops so it could make the voyage really so that's where you get that re- that's why you always get that shouts to some that's of my fam interesting wow some of my family like to call it that pine salt taste so um so <laughs> I can that's, that and some people don't like the pine salt taste some people do i've been on a quest um for some time now to taste ipas and 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 uh I, most of the time i'm not a fan of them mm-hmm. but there's been quite a few that uh, i'd say a handful that i'd say you know what this isn't bad like i can actually drink this because i'm not a fan either yeah i'm not that, yeah i'm not like disgusted by them i've given many a taste but yeah. you know in the end i just prefer the lagers or i guess the simpler beers that's I don't it know. i'm not trying to offend the the lager fans out there because yeah. i'm on your side all right <laughs> no, no that works. To the breweries hard at work with their hoppy beers by the way and if you take offense you know where to find them he told you where to follow oh. go back to the first segment and find out. Let's get into the third beer. (laughs) This is from the Abita Brewing Company. This is their Purple Haze. Purple Haze. Out of Louisiana. And we're three for three now with the fruit and field beers. I I didn't plan them. I just kind of like picked them out. And then when I did my research, I was like, holy crap, this is a lot of fruit and field. Mm -hmm. Or field of fruits. Um, This one clocks in at a 4.2 ABV. Um, It's also found year round. What do you think of that one? Hold on, I need, I need to take okay. another sip. No, hey, listen. The, you, uh, you have to employ whatever strategy you <laughs> Clearly can. Clearly it's working because I'm drinking a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. so. um, it's good. I, I I don't know what kind of fruit's in there, but it, it, I'm, I'm, it's smooth because I'm, okay. clearly, I'm clearly drinking this down. Um, what's in it? Because okay. I'm, I'm liking this. I'm glad you asked. Uh, this is brewed with raspberries. Raspberries? Uh, and uh, it's 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 a pilsner brewed with raspberries, and then they also have wheat malts and Vanguard hops. All right, the wheat um, malts is probably one of the reasons why, why I'm it drinking goes, it so Yeah, it goes down so smooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you're a fan of the wheat malts. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's out of Louisiana. Um, I don't know if I've ever had that one before. I might have. I'll sample it in a bit. It's pretty um, solid, but yeah. it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely something you'd look forward to if, if you found it in a store somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, cool. Um, with that, you know what I did forget, and I slipped up this time around. Um, I didn't bring the pretzel chips. Oh! I slipped up on the pretzel chips. It dawned on me, and I was like, "How is it gonna cleanse this palate?" But at that point, we were already drinking beers, and mm-hmm. uh, at this point, I mean, who cares? We're yeah. not going back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can have the pretzels afterward. There you go. Yeah, big old pretzel with <laughs> some beer cheese and whatnot. Ah. Oh. All right, so <laughs> so we got the third one. We got the third one. Um, let's move on to the fourth one. Okay. The fourth and final one. And finally, I, I, I break the streak of the fruit and field beer. This one's uh, from the Left Hand Brewing Company. It's their milk stout. It's called Nitro. Okay. Nitro. Uh, Nitro. Sounds explosive. Exactly. Yes. You don't want to. You want to keep it away from other explosive uh, elements. Um, this one's out of Colorado. The brewing. The brewery's out of Colorado. It's, it's considered an English sweet milk stout. Um, along with the fact that we're no longer in, no longer in the fruit and field beer category, uh, we've also gone up 
in the uh, ABV, which is at a 6%, which is the highest one here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's also found year-round. Um, and this is uh, this is the type of uh, beer you, you pour hard. It's kind of got a Guinness type yeah, of feel. Yeah, that's where, what I'm thinking. It, it reminded me of Guinness. Okay, mm-hmm. when you pour it, you have to pour it real hard. Like Typically, you know, when you pour a beer, you're concerned about pouring it too hard because it foams up a lot and you, you yeah. lose a lot of the beer. But this one, uh, specifically, the direction said to pour hard. Let, let that... Uh, let the the, the bubble sit. The bu- yeah, the bubble sit. The head rise and like they get that nice coat. Um, I figured you like this one because it has aromas of brown sugar and vanilla cream, and it has a hint of coffee. Yeah, and I, I know you're a big taste- coffee fan. Mm-hmm. Big coffee fan. What do you, what do you think about this one? Um, I like it. Um, there are a few stouts from uh, local breweries that I've tasted before that are kind of like this one. Okay. So I, I, I so you have some familiarity. Yeah. You sure you didn't do research on me? No. <laughs> Like I said before, my research and development department has not showed up. We've, we've been 15 episodes in and still no sign of them. Straight no call, no show. Um, there's, there's definitely going to be uh, repercussions and they're going to be reprimanded the day they do show up. But until then, no, yeah, no research. I just okay. happened to blindly, I guess it worked well, out. Yeah, it, blindly it, it snatched them up. And here's the thing, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't drink a lot of stouts, but when I do, I tend, uh, excuse me, goodness. Uh, all part of it, go ahead. Uh, to, to enjoy it. Um, I like the smoothness of it. Okay. It definitely tastes stronger. Like you can, you can tell there's more alcohol yeah. in it. And uh, I got a little bit of that uh, kind of milk vibe from it. All right. And I'm fine with a little bit of bitter too, because you know that's what coffee is. And I got yeah. a little bit of that too. Okay. I'm no major expert. You know, I'll leave you to that stuff. But this tastes pretty good. <laughs> that makes two of us. There's no experts here. <laughs> but one day I'll have a brewmaster in here. He'll school us, and, and then we'll say, hey, we had an expert on. There but until go. then. We, we, we're not gonna break we're not gonna break what we got going for us here which is no expertise when it comes to beer just the fact that you like to enjoy them um, speaking of enjoying uh, a typical beer you, you usually drink that you really enjoy um, from a craft brewery over in Tallahassee as a matter of fact you okay. know Florida's craft scene is enormous yeah. especially in the central part of the state but in Tallahassee they got a few and uh, there's one called uh, Proof Okay. Um, and it's called the Mango Wit and you were there was uh, the third beer we were talking about with that uh Wheat malt in it. The yeah. mango wit's kind of like that, but it's got that mango flavor too. And nice. You know, I didn't think I'd be a big mango fan. Okay. Because I didn't like mangoes growing up, but. Yeah. But if you put like it in beer? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, don't drink too much of it. Not even because of the hangover or whatnot, but because it's very sweet. Like if you if you get like sugar headaches. Yeah. You know, I you'll... mean, don't. No, I'm not saying don't drink too much of it. Just be careful, obviously, yeah. because. You know, I don't get hungover from it, but I'll get a headache. Not too much, uh, because so there's it's a very strong sweet. possibility that if you're sensitive to the sweetness or yeah. the sugars and something, you'll you'll feel it. I'm sensitive, but it's delicious, which is why I keep going. That's <laughs> definitely a favorite, and uh, also another one from uh, that same brewery, Creatures in the Dark, which is very similar to oh, this, the nitro. Uh, this nitro stout. It's okay. got a little bit of a coffee vibe, and it's uh, a stout. And Creatures in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Nice, so, nice, yeah. excellent. Um, so at this point, what we do is you've sampled all three, all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of ask you to give us a little kind of a ranking or a rating uh one through four okay um there's always an occasional tie um, all right but it's whatever you feel all right so the first one we're gonna go with was the uh lemon paradise right that was the first one you yeah. had where does that one sit it, this is gonna be first just because of clearly the fact that i downed the entire okay thing. okay right. um second place would be the uh is it the, the purple uh, haze the purple haze from mm-hmm. abita okay yeah okay because that one was almost on its way to being completed yeah before you made up you i saw you sample several times mm-hmm. before you decided okay yeah this is really good this is pretty good the okay. third place would be the uh, stout the nitro stout nitro milk stout okay and fourth place which is no 
which is no bad no, thing on the number no nine. No indication of the product itself. Yeah, okay. it's pretty good. It's just you gave me these four. You know, okay. Giving you my opinion. No, that's what so we appreciate. Number nine is number four here. So. Excellent. Dope. So you guys heard it here. Alex got a chance to sample the beers. He gave you his opinion on them. I think we've done everything we're supposed to do on this side. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Brews, Beats, and Eats. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the beat section. Bruce Beats and Eats the Podcast, Old Head Ed, Alex Beck here with me. Um, we're now we're in the Beats portion of the podcast, the Beats segment. And uh, this segment is brought to you by uh, my man Mirror Melt. Mirror Melt, not Tuna Melt, Mirror Melt. He just dropped his album, Darwin. It's a 10-track album. You can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Make sure you get out there, support Mirror Melt. Um... It's uh, it's experimental. It's a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of uh, I don't I don't, don't want to call it trance, but it's 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 a little bit of everything. A lot of his influences, and he put it out on this work. Um, he was here a couple of episodes back. We kind of touched on it. I hope to have him back on so we could discuss the album. Um, but it's definitely a dope dope project. It's called Darwin. Uh, it's by Mirror Melt. Do yourself a favor, get on Spotify, follow him on there, find it on SoundCloud, check it out, let me know what you think. And with that, Alex, what are you listening to nowadays? I, I feel like I go in phases. Okay. Um, right now, it's, uh, I wouldn't say crazy big with EDM, but it's more of a, like you just mentioned earlier, more of the trance genre of okay. music. And the only reason I got into it, honestly, was because about maybe a year and a half, two years ago, um, wasn't happy with myself physically. Uh, okay. Let's just say I was, you know, never going to the gym and I was eating poor, right? So right. Bad combination, uh, bad yeah, combination. Exactly. <laughs> and I just let it go, you know, because it sneaks up on you, you know. But yeah. as it builds, you know, then you realize you got to get back to the gym. Okay. So I, I don't like going to the gym without music. And, Understood. And, and this is actually pretty funny how this all goes out, right? So this, this is pretty funny. Okay. So um, I'm about to name drop a pretty big name here. <laughs> Do it, do it. <laughs> so, I'm go- um, I'm hanging out with one of my close friends, and he's a he's a big video game nerd, and okay. he's telling me about this new up and coming, or he's already pretty big. This uh, this blue haired guy named Ninja. I'm sure people may have heard of him, right? Okay. And this guy was just listening to music, and one day I heard a playlist, so I just listened to one trance song, and I got latched onto Armin Van Buren, who I knew about because he's such a big artist, and I All just right. got stuck to his music. I'm big on the uh, high. BPM, okay. Um, it yeah, yeah. keeps me focused during the during the gym, mm-hmm. and I realized, uh, you know what? I can listen to this casually, and uh, now I'm just trying to figure out when's a good time to go to Ultra. But we'll okay. see. We'll see. That's a lot of money. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can just listen to it on YouTube, so I'm not like too upset about it. Yeah. Plus, you know, Miami's got the whole issue with uh, Ultra, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, but, yeah. somebody, will live stream it or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, the... <laughs> save the money. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now, and uh, I'm no expert when it comes to EDM. There's so many different genres, but I really? tend to latch on to the trance. Apparently, there's house and there's uh, hardstyle and all this stuff, and I'm, I'm, I am the farthest expert from that. Okay, but but you definitely know that you like yeah, the yeah. The trance. And the trance tends to be a little faster paced than the other stuff. Okay. Now I still listen to a variety of other music. Back when I was younger, I had a major obsession with uh, the Black Eyed Peas. You don't say. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sure many people, uh, <laughs> many people have known that. Who know you know about this, huh? Yeah. yeah. Black Eyed Peas, um, big but, Black Eyed Peas fan. Huh? But here's the thing, I, I fell in love um, when they had their electronic album come out, no doubt. Okay. But, and and it seemed hypocritical, I loved all of their music. I loved it pre-Fergie when they were like true hip hop. Yeah. And then yeah. they started to, you know, dissolve into the Wait, more, more poppy more pop stuff. Than, yeah. You know, and I still loved it. Yeah. I still loved it all. People say uh, the pop kind of ruined it. Um, I, I still loved it. Uh, but after, you know, after I got into a college, they stopped making that much music. And yeah. the obsession gradually died down. But every now and then, um, I'll play You'll it. You'll go and back I, and, and I'll just... Remember, I'll remember why I was so uh, <laughs> utterly obsessed. <laughs> Big Black Eyed Peas fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite song? Favorite song? Black Eyed Peas. I know it's a lot. From, okay, from the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, from Black Eyed Peas, Ooh. yeah. That's tough. Mm. Or, or one that always gets you into a... It always puts you like in a vibe. Like that comes on and you're like, oh, oh yeah, this is it. Oh, okay. Then uh, off their Monkey Business album, Pump It, their lead song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget. What That's, is the, what is the sample that they use? Uh, it's... I don't know. I know it was is used it, it's in... Is it a Caribbean uh, thing? Is that what it is? Or... I, 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 I'm, I'd mess yeah, it all yeah. up. I know if there's a guitar there uh-huh. and it's... And I know it's, it was from... Um, it was used in a movie yeah. before them, and I, I don't want to say I don't want to say Desperado. I might be right with Desperado, might not be. Again, see, no, and, no and I was the obsessed here. one, and I see see <laughs> I'm a poor example of this. But oh no, thing, wait, wait, no, that was a Tarantino movie. Was it a Tarantino movie? I think it was a Tarantino movie. And I can't remember which one it was, but it's like that that real fast guitar. Yeah. Um, and then they, yeah, they, they the beat that they put on it was pretty dope. It had the horn in it uh-huh. that would come in. That, that was pretty dope. That's probably one of the one of the songs that uh, I, I I could uh, with Fergie on it that I could actually like put up with. But even before, <laughs> before, during, and even after Fergie, the one thing I've noticed about them, and it's not just only them, but they like to sample a lot of tracks from. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, I forget the song. It was back off one of their older albums. I think they. Uh, I think the song was Weekend by Debbie Deb or someone like okay. that. And they put that as a sample to one of their older songs exactly. that I loved as well. Yeah. They they you know, they were really good with that, whether they were hip hop or not. And that was before I even realized they were samples. You know, I was yeah. like, Oh, this is really that good. Play, yeah. And then you, you start to appreciate <laughs> the music a lot more. So yeah. definitely definitely that. Um yeah. yeah, so variety of music. Uh, okay. so it's 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 phases. Uh uh, I'm still, you know. Would big... you say situations? Certain situations for certain music. Yeah, for okay. sure. I'm not gonna. Right. Shouts to shouts to boot camp, Mr. Boot Camp. He, uh, he, he mm-hmm. broke it down last episode where he said, you know, there's there's situations. So yeah. It seems like that's the same thing with you. There's situations. You're working out. You want to hear some mm-hmm. Armin Van Buren. Yeah. Um, but if I, if I'm just trying to vibe, um, some like in terms of just slower pace, but more in the way of hip hop. Okay. Um, one of my favorite. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of my favorite artists was uh, and still is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I think uh, what he did, being mainstream and still kind of having more of a you know respect for what seems to be more the, the true artistry of hip hop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The core. And you know ha- having the audacity to be on other people's tracks sometimes and apparently call them out and say he's better than okay, them. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, that's impressive. I don't know. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into his music. Obviously, it's yes. not just uh, the party hits, which I will admit, I'm a, a you know I love the party hits that have you know yeah. nothing to do with you know the true message of hip hop. But at the same time, or I don't know the true. Message, well, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the more no. lyrical parts. Let me rephrase the, yeah, myself. The, yeah, exactly. Where he veers away from the lyrical, but that's the one thing 
that's one of the things. I don't want to say the one thing. That's one of the one of the many things that Kendrick Lamar does very well is that even when he's not giving you the, the heavy lyrical dosage, the content, um, there's still a lot of thought that goes into um, what he's saying. Yes. Even if in the most simplest form where mm-hmm. it might sound repetitive, but there's a lot that goes into um, his his putting together music. Yes. Um, and and. I, well, I guess I'll, I'll shout it out. Um, anybody who, who you know listens to podcasts and looking for something to get into a little more of as far as Kendrick Lamar and his work, there's a podcast called Dissect, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can find it on Spotify. And their first season was pretty much Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." All right. And with what this gentleman does, Cole Kuchner, what he does is he'll break down each episode is a song. And he'll go into breaking down the inspiration behind the lyrics, the meaning behind the lyrics, kind of decoding it. And then also he gets into the music aspect of it as to where he got, if there was a sample, if it mm-hmm. was played live, if it was something that was played originally for that song. And and he'll even break it down into like the chords and the notes and what he really gets into it. And, and it kind of opens your eyes up to... To, if you're already like him, it, it even makes makes you even like them more. And if you're not familiar with the artist that he's covering, um, it opens your eyes to them, and then you, you have like a newfound respect. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. and and that's pretty cool. He's he's covered a couple different people that I've never I, I've heard of, but I never sat through a whole album. Yeah, and then after a season, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty. These guys are talented. I, I end up giving them a little more credit than I had, did in the past. So, yeah. but yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Definitely, um, and he finds his way to be mainstream too, which yes. you know it's kind of hard. It it's seems a hard for a lot line of the more lyrical, yeah. you know, because a lot of times, whether it be you know, they they tap into uh, topics that may be hard to discuss, you know, in yeah. more of a public forum. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it still seems that his music tends to find a way more than others, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty impressive to say the least. You know? Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, excellent, excellent. So with that. Um, Kendrick Lamar, we talked a little bit about uh, the trance, um, the EDM, Armin and the Black Eyed Peas. Can't forget the Black Eyed Peas. If they release another album, I'll be all over it, and the obsession will be reborn again. But for now, they're not just a dish. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a song for you, and then we'll come back on the other side, and we'll get your thoughts on it. If we can do so, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Let's get into this track real quick, and we'll come back on the other side with Alex's opinion. Bruce Beats and Eats, and we just heard Whether or Not off the Whether or Not album by Evidence, uh, California rapper, um, MC. Um, whether or not I thought it was my, <laughs> he, he mentions being clever. I thought I was being clever by clever by playing a song called Whether or Not from yeah. the Weatherman. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, uh, he actually, he has another album called The Weatherman also, but... <laughs> This, but this so is this the most guy, this guy one. likes the weather. Yes, yeah. I'm he, gonna give he, him a follow on Twitter. And see yeah, if, uh, he gives he, me a um, back. Yeah, he go. He uh, he definitely touches on this album where I think the first one was the Weatherman. There was a second one in between that and Cats and Dogs, mm-hmm. and then this is Whether or Not, which I guess is the trilogy. And I think in this <laughs> in, the, in this one he hints at the fact he's like, yeah, from now on I'm not doing anything. I'm not labeling any of the album, naming any of the albums, anything that has to do with the weather. But with that being said, what did you think of weather or not? Well, I like the uh, I like the chorus, honestly. Okay. Playing, playing on obviously the fact that there's two ways that weather is used in the English language. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so he he plays that really well, and he uses both. And that's just the chorus, obviously. I the first verse is the one that really um, la- I, I latched onto. He yeah. Was, 
it seemed that, uh, and again, I'm not real good with diving into this stuff. But yeah, no, that's so real on the surface. It's just what you got it, from it. It seemed as if like there there may have been some like in the first verse, maybe some inner turmoil. I guess he was uh, he was trying. I remember hearing a a lyric that said something along the lines of being scared of the light but welcoming the dark or something. Okay, okay. So maybe something was going on. Yeah, yeah. That, there was some dark weather. There's some stormy yeah, weather in his exactly. life. Okay, um, okay. And, cool. But it, but it definitely seemed to not slow him down. There you because go. Because he's clearly able to uh, rap about it. And I don't know what that beat was, but that was nice and, you know... It's, yeah, it had, it had kind of like of a a, um, it, 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 a reggae vibe. Uh-huh. I think it was it was a reggae in, influenced. Um, again, for my listeners who are listening on the Anchor app, you'll hear it. Um, if you don't have the Anchor app, do yourself a favor, go on Spotify, follow Bruce Beats and Eats. I'll put these songs on the playlist. You can mm-hmm. check them out there. Uh, but yeah, it definitely had a it was it was a reggae inspired beat. Yeah. Um, there's still some of a boom, the boom bap in there. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan because he's he's really good lyrical. He's used to be part of a duo called Dilated Peoples. Um, him and Rocka Ira Science. Um, they've both done projects on their own, and I think they still work on stuff together. Dilated Peoples has been around for yes, a bit, huh? Yes, they've been around since I want to say '98, '99. Well, I want to say as far as by the time we got to hear it from here, I'm sure they were doing stuff in California mm-hmm. way before then. But when they uh, when they first had their single, which was um, "Work the Angles," mm-hmm. um, which is the one that kind of put them on the map as far as out here on the East Coast, um, it was right around 90, 90, 98, 99, I want to say. And okay. yeah, so they've been doing it for a minute. Um, they they've definitely put in some work, and I, I don't think they've uh, they've lost a step really. Yeah. Um, one, one of the one of the groups that I always listen for two se- whether together or the two MCs separately I always keep up with them um, so you're able to pick up something from the song you like the weather you like the chorus mm-hmm. um, it's funny you say weather both uh, both, the, both both ways both versions of weather and uh, <laughs> it used to try to be crazy because uh, if I would send out a text message or something and I was like well let me know whether you're going or not let's just say that was a text mm-hmm. message I know it wasn't W-E-A-T-H-E-R. I knew that. That was simple. I, I know. Yeah. I pride myself on spelling some things right. <laughs> but what it did get me was whether it was whether W-E-T-H-E-R oh. or W-H-E-T-H-E-R. That I can understand where that can be a little bit of an issue. Yeah. So naturally, my mind goes to W-E-T-H-E-R. So I'm, you know, I type it in and then it would it'd tell me that it was wrong. And I'm like, what is it? It's supposed to be that way. And then eventually it's like, no, there's an H involved. And English language is so confusing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. It feels like it breaks the own rules that it makes. Yeah. And as much, as much as we communicate through letters nowadays, words and letters that are not spoken, uh-huh. um, texts or emails or whatever, um, you know, I, I don't feel like... Me included, there's uh, there's still a lot of room for error. <laughs> there's still a lot of areas where we're like, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I spelled that right, you know. So I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe for the, the younger generations now who are are fully in, in, enveloped in texting and emailing, maybe spelling things right will become second nature. I don't know. Maybe the no. thing is, the, go ahead. The I know where you're gonna go with this. Sometimes, see, sometimes that autocorrect will make it spell into something that you weren't trying to spell. Yeah, yeah. Um, a word know. you've never used before. Exactly. And, all of a sudden it's like, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, wait, I've never typed this, so I don't know why you're trying to put this out there. And you know, like it, it just makes the sentence not make any sense. But yeah. apparently, it's a word because the. 
Yeah. And I, then Webster gets on it and yeah. Webster makes it a word eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Webster's doing that with all sorts of strange words nowadays. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Dope. So um, you pretty much uh, got a chance to get your opinion on music you listen to, what you're listening to nowadays, what you grew up listening to. Um, and uh, and we got a chance to get your opinion on, uh, on a song that I played for you. Um, I think we've checked everything off the list here in this portion. All right, before we go, let's do it. What's the lyricist's name again? It's Evidence. Evidence. All Evidence. right. Gotta, yeah, Evidence. I gotta listen more to the, these albums. I'm ashamed yeah. that I haven't heard of this Weather Trilogy until now. It's, yeah, yeah, get into it. Um, definitely, you'll see the growth. I, I mean, I listen back to it once in a while and you can see the growth of him as an MC, as an artist, whether he's producing his own stuff. He has a bunch of other people producing on his um, stuff too, um, um, namely The Alchemist. Probably the, the most popular one. Um, if you're into, um, if you ever watch, um, what's that show? Oh, fuck, that's delicious with Action Bronson. <laughs> it's on Vice. I don't know if it's still on Vice. I know it was on Vice for a while. Vice Land. Um, Alchemist would always pop up on that show. He was one of the regulars on mm-hmm. there. With that, fuck, that's delicious. Let's end this segment here, second half of the beat segment, and let's get into the eat segment. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Bruce Beats and Eats, old head at Alex up in the house with me. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, eating good food. So what you eating on? Catfish. I had that. Brisket. Love that. Pizza. Love that. You know we on. We eating good food. So what you rubbing on? Bruce Beats and Eats the Podcast. Old Head Ed. Uh, back at it again, and we've reached the pinnacle, the uh, the last segment. Alex is still here with me, the uh, the resident weatherman, and um, and this is the portion where um, we discuss what Alex likes to eat, what he doesn't likes to doesn't like to eat, um, favorite foods, favorite dessert, whatever have you. Um, so let's start with. I guess the first thing I would ask is, Alex, what's your go-to meal? It's got to be anything that involves fried chicken, really. Okay. Um, I'm okay. a man of simple tastes, so right. it doesn't have to. It could just be by itself. Um, being being a resident of Florida, all right. Um, we all know about Publix. Yes. Yes. We all know about their deli. We all know about their uh, their Publix chicken tender subs. I don't yes. know what it is about those. Renowned. Yeah, it's not just a college thing. It's it's a statewide thing. It's not just Florida, but not every state has a Publix. So correct, correct. Um, whether it's fast food with uh, chicken, whether it's um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just like it. Okay. Um, that's not to say grilled chicken isn't good. Um, but yeah, after spending so much time eating grilled chicken, working uh-huh. out right. At yeah. that moment when you feel like, you know what, I, I, I think I deserve, I've, I've worked hard, I've eaten right, you know, for a while, I, I can go a little bit into left field, fried uh-huh. chicken is where you end yes, up. Yes, fried chicken, whether it's uh, boneless or not, whether, okay. you know, there, there's just so many ways to eat it. Yes. I, I, and I'm not, a, I'm not the best cook or prepare it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'll eat it most ways. Okay. So, uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with it, so. There you go. Um... And I might be wrong on this. You guys can Google me. Google it. Not Google me. <laughs> if you Google me, you'll find a podcast. <laughs> a podcast will pop up. But um, you can Google it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, 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 I believe I heard that Chick-fil-A. Yes. Um, the secret to their, the, the chicken being, the uh-huh. tasting what it is, is I'm that mm-hmm. there is a, um, they fry it. I'm sure they fry it. They have some bre- breading. But along with the breading, they include powdered sugar. 
powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. Is that why I love it? I, so I don't much? know if I cracked. I don't know if I cracked the secret uh -oh. behind Chick Fil A, uh, from the nuggets all the way up to the uh -oh. uh, the spicy fried chicken sandwich. You get a knock on the door late at night. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Chick Fil A Secret Service will run up on me and be like, "Who told you? We need to know." <laughs> and they'll start investigating all the past guests I had on oh, my podcast. Goodness. But no, but I, I hear that. Um, but yeah, that that's the ingredient. Mm -hmm. That's I guess the, the most addicting part. Maybe. <laughs> Which explains why it's so addicting. Yeah, I mean, I, I like who doesn't like sugar? You know <laughs> right? what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, it, it's just that. Um, and again, a lot of things that go with it. I have maybe an unhealthy obsession with ranch, something that probably needs to end. <laughs> okay, okay. Fried chicken and ranch. I'm, a, I'm ranch over blue cheese. I know there's oh. that debate going on. Yeah. I, I, and I'm with you. I'm with you on the ranch side. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with blue cheese. Yeah. But ranch is just better. Okay. Well, goodness, I feel like I've ruined friendships over this <laughs> debate. So I'm kidding, of course. But uh, the only other thing I could feel like that I've been on like such a divisive thing is my stance on college football, who I'm a bigger fan of. But oh, that's okay. for another day. Yeah, okay? we yeah, all know so I'm a Florida State fan. That's whole it. That's other all episode get. for sure. Mm -hmm. So fried chicken. Um, if you had like, okay, if you had to have a side with the fried chicken, what would it be? <sighs> Probably mac and cheese or. Wedges. Fries are good. Tater tots are good. But wedges work with chicken tenders the best, I Really? Think. I guess because it's kind of, uh, it keeps a uniform. It's kind of like the consistency yeah. of the size and dimension. Uh-huh. When you go from tender to wedge, there's not a, there's not a difference in the it, two. Exactly. Okay. And again, okay. there's nothing wrong with fries. I'm not going to deny it, of course. Yeah. But yeah, wedges. I feel like it's got to be some, it's got to be some variation of the potato yeah. <laughs> with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Um... Something you don't like to eat. Oh, something I don't like to eat. This is tough because, you know, uh, even when I was, when I was young, there were a few, there were a few, there were a few foods I like vividly remember disliking. Okay. But I don't remember exactly what they were. But I remember at the dinner table, I would just not want to eat it. But let's see. Um, here's the thing: I like potatoes, right? But when it comes to uh, cheddar. Those uh, weird uh, wet. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The uh, au gratin. Huh? The the cheesy ones, the au gratin potatoes. Is that what it, they are? Where they're like, they're kind of like sliced they're in. They're sliced and they're, and I don't they're, know what it is because I like a, cheese and I like potatoes. Yeah, it's probably potatoes au gratin where it's got kind of like a, like a liquid around it. Yeah, is yeah. that, uh, hopefully I'm not like, you know, again, no offense to any brand. I just, I, I can't stand it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> also, another thing too, um, and I'm not going to call out any name just because I was so young and I forget the person's name. Okay. Also because I just wouldn't do is such a thing. But Yeah, protect the uh, identity. Um, hopefully y'all have a hard stomach from what I'm about to mention. I, when I was a young when I was a young child at one of the daycares I, I went to, uh, one of my friends for lunch, you know, we would pack our own lunch. Okay. He would have, I swear to God, two white slices of bread. Okay. Right? Then grape jelly. And then on the other slice, cold... Yellow American cheese as a sandwich. I kid you not. And again, he would tell me, he was like, stop judging. I like this. And I'm like, I know, but I, and, 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 and again, I don't think that ruined a friendship. I don't think so. But I, I forever judged him for it. I was like, I'm sorry. Because of you, I no longer like grape jelly. And cold American cheese. I'll take American cheese melting on a cheeseburger, but if it's really? cold American cheese, enough where you cannot. Yes, yes. Oh. And if it's jelly, it's got to be strawberry. Now I can't take grape jam. <laughs> That's why. And you didn't even taste the sandwich. Did you just yeah. witness somebody else? There was a smell. I smelled the combination. Really? And I didn't like wow. it. Wow. Mm -hmm. And wow. again, 
I, I, I put ranch on my pizza for crying out loud. Now, a lot of people aren't gonna like that. We're gonna talk you know about I mean? combinations. Yeah, you but... know what I mean. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely uh, not guilt free. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I lost those two. Wow. Those two were definitely lost. And wow. again, American cheese has to be melted on my burger, or else I'm not gonna eat oh. it. I'm not gonna eat it. That's something and, else. And grape jelly, I don't know what it is, but I used to have, love peanut butter jelly. Now yeah. it's just peanut butter. Peanut butter. It takes forever to chew, but it goes down a lot better. <laughs> it goes down a lot better, let me tell you. It's hard to get the words out there while you're, while you're chewing on a straight peanut exactly. butter sandwich. And again, no, I, I want my, if for anyone listening, I apologize to the American cheese and jelly sandwich fans out there. The enthusiasts. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just disagree with your food opinion. That's all. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, and there, there'll, there'll be people that'll argue that, oh, but you never had cream cheese with jelly on it. And there's people who do that Ooh. too. Shout, shouts to Brother Gabe. Um, <laughs> and um, Or there's actually people, if we're talking about weird applications for cheese, um, there's people who will melt the cheese, a slice of cheese on their apple pie. Which I don't... <laughs> Oh no! I, I, oh no! I, I've never been. Thank to... goodness I got the taste of beer right now. Because <laughs> that would have been replaced with the imaginary taste of a slice of cheese on, <laughs> on, melted on an apple pie. I don't know. Yeah. People do it, and and it might be the world to them. Um, but think. if I'm gonna put any dairy on an apple pie, it better be like a scoop of ice cream. Or whipped cream. Or whipped cream. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. I can do that. Excellent. Maybe that makes me a hypocrite. But I don't know what it is not, when it comes to American cheese. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's why I like well, I like cheese. Swiss. Okay. You know, cheddar. All right. Yeah. No, Get no. down with those. Yeah. Okay. American. Okay. Ugh. We mentioned the uh, apple pie. <clears throat> are you a big dessert guy or are you more of a salty foods guy? Do you like sweets? I, I, I'm definitely more of a sweet fan. Okay. And salt. Uh, for sure. What's, what's a dessert, a typical dessert that you would look forward to or something you wouldn't like if you went to a restaurant and they had it on the menu, you would not leave unless you had it, no matter how full you were Ooh. from the meal. You know those, uh, I don't know if they're considered skillets, but you know those, uh, they're kind of like pan dishes and they got like a cookie, but it's a big cookie. Okay. It's got a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. I've heard it from different things. I know there's, there are so many restaurants that call they it do it. Things. Yeah, they do different things. It's yeah. something, yeah. BJ's Brew House calls it a pizookie. Uh, pizookie. Um, so everybody has a different yeah. thing for it. Nice warm cookie with a... Yeah. It's got to be warm though. It's got to yeah. be honestly hot so that way the ice okay. cream melts on it nicely. There's yeah. That, but here's the thing as long as it involves a cookie, all right, mm -hmm. cookies and cream ice cream, a favorite, but cookie dough ice cream is amazing. And I understand there are people who are like, Hey, listen, cookie dough, you shouldn't eat that, Not meant to be consumed. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I've been consuming it for as long as I can. <laughs> You're not alone. I'm sure there's yeah. people who have definitely consumed exactly. it. Exactly. And now there's this edible cookie dough thing, and I'm like, I thought cookie dough was it's already edible. edible. Why mean, do we I, have that edible? Yeah, I haven't gotten sick yet, so. Yeah, yeah, it's true. See, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with him at all. Uh, going back to the fried chicken, uh, you spent spent a lot of time in Tallahassee. Uh, what was what was the go-to spot with the fried chicken over there? Oh, okay. Well, uh, one of the bars uh, closer to town. Um, okay. It, it's, um, many of my friends know I'm a big fan of the uh, college town aesthetic there. It's a little okay. kind of like a mini borough, if you will, very close to uh, uh, FSU and okay. FAMU. Of All course, right. the big, the two big universities. If you're familiar with Tallahassee, there's actually three schools. There's Florida State, there's Florida A&M, and there's and then Tallahassee Community College. Okay. Yep. And uh, College Town is pretty much in between FSU and FAMU. All right. All right. So it's convenient for both schools, honestly. Excellent. You, you know, but um, uh, Madison Social is one of the bars there. Okay. And I, I followed their Instagram, and it was a very funny post one day. Right. Chick-fil-A, what's the one big problem with Chick-fil-A? Closed on Sundays. Sundays. 
They're closed on Sunday. So Madison Social has their own fried chicken sandwich. All right. And they have fries with it, but they'll put out waffle fries on Sundays. Just to... And they'll call it Chick-fil-B or something along the lines. <laughs> and, and they'll do it, you know, just to be like, hey, you need your Chick-fil-A fix? Yeah. Come over here. Or they don't say Chick-fil-A because they're not supposed to. No, no. But they, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, but so, it's understood. It's, exactly. Yeah. And... <laughs> And, you know, they just, they serve a lot of the craft brews. They get back on the brew side as well. Okay. Um, because, again, Proof is a big name over there. Um, they got that too, so. Um, I'm nice definitely craft a big brew. Beer definitely a big fanboy, you know. Nice, um, nice. I, I have left Tallahassee as of recently, but uh, that's okay. definitely one of my favorite spots. That and the university itself, of course. Yes, yes. Dope. So, um, we, we talked to Alex about food. He told you fried chicken is the way to go. He even <laughs> yes, you, it is. He even gave you some insight on where to find some fried chicken on a Sunday in yeah, Tallahassee, exactly. Madison Social. <laughs> we talked about we talked about foods he wouldn't eat and and foods that kind of set him in a path <laughs> up until this point where where he can't even come eat the two separately, let alone yeah. combine American cheese and grape jelly. And uh, we discussed sweets um, as far as anything with a cooking anything cookie related. Yeah. Whether it's a hot cookie with ice cream. Oh. Asterisk. All right. Can't be a raisin cookie. There, I said it. Oh. oh, oh I that's like, strong. Yeah. I, ha- I have a strong following of oatmeal raisin cookies. I like oatmeal cookies. Raisins? But the raisins. Yeah, I don't know what uh, it is. Here's the thing. Raisins aren't bad, but every time I bite into a raisin cookie, I'm expecting it to be chocolate chip. And then I get ah, betrayed. There's a level of deceit. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm not against raisins, but it's not a taste I'm looking forward to. You know? I, I hear it's like you. pineapple on pizza. I'm not against it, but I'm not looking forward to, to it. that that tart, sweet taste. It's on just pizza. It's, it's strange, you know. Okay. If you like raisins, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <But> goodness. <laughs> Dip them in chocolate. Me. Call them raisinets. But yeah. it's not what I'm what Alex is looking forward to. <laughs> so if it's gonna be a cookie, just keep the 86 to raisins. Keep the raisins to yourself. It was, you know, chocolate chip cookie, anything else. Put some ice cream on it. If not, um, really put it in some here. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If not, put it in some ice cream. If not, serve it to me raw. Um, either way, as long as the cooking is involved, you can't go wrong. Exactly. Alex, I appreciate you coming through, sitting down and talking with me. Thank you. Uh, for- again, if you want to hit the people um, with your... Um, with your socials, you do that now. Again, it's Alex Cordero WX, and I'm telling you, most of the time it's weather. So okay. I might bore you with stuff, and depending on where I'm ultimately working, um, you know, it tends to be focused on that region. But that if you region. have questions, you can ask me, even if you're not where I work. Um, also, uh, I have uh, my random hot takes on my favorite sports teams, which are from Miami, and they're not the University of Miami. But other than that, uh, it's mainly weather. Alex Cordero W. X. See my plugs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, uh, I put y'all in touch with experts. Okay, there's experts that have been involved. If you have questions, if you feel like I didn't ask the right questions, if you want to know if it's gonna rain in your area, tune into your local weather. But if you have questions as far as incoming storms or if you're traveling, that's always a good one. If yeah. you're traveling and you're concerned whether the road's gonna take you through some some patchy uh, areas of rain or snow or whatnot, shoot Alex a, a, a message. Um, he'll be more than glad to, to put you on to what you need to know to get you going where you're going. Alex, like I said, once again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and talking it up with me. Thank you. My peoples, Podcast Planet, you've just witnessed another episode of Bruise Beats and Eats, the podcast. I'm O'Head Ed. I'll see you guys in the outro. Peace. <laughs>